up, NFL fans? Connor McCarthy here with my co-host, as always, Blake Pace, here to talk to you another week in the NFL. Some big free agency moves, quarterbacks, wide receivers, everything going on, wasn't there, Blake? Yeah, it was a big first uh, couple of days, and they intend to sign. Um, we actually hit, I know by the time this is recording at 3.56, everyone can sign their deals in four minutes, so if there are any unknown names that pop up on Twitter or anything, Schefter, Ian Rappaport, I'm sure we'll throw that out there, but yeah, so far it's been pretty active. I mean, it's definitely not over. We're seeing more and more names come out. I mean, Tyron Matthews just got cut by the Cardinals. Right. I mean, there's going to be some more free and names to hit, some mm-hmm. that maybe we're not expecting. So it's been crazy, though. I mean, a lot of deals got done yesterday. I mean, not finalized, obviously, but we know where some people are going. So this is our 25th episode, and we're going to number 25 today, aren't we? Yep, quarter of a century of the Gold to Go podcast. We're almost at 100. Yeah, it's a pretty big deal, I guess. Yeah, big, big number 25, big landmark. So uh, let's start us off. Um, who do you got for 25s in the NFL? Oh, here we go. We got Chris Thompson. Chris Thompson. There we go. There we go. It's a strong start. And after that, I need hints. All right. Uh, big running back for the Eagles. Now in Buffalo. Now in Buffalo. Did he sign with Blount? Talking about no, he was in Philadelphia. Oh, Lashawn McCoy. Yeah, Shane McCoy. Big. You said big, so I was figuring. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, big yeah. Name. I got you. big. Name. This big name was a yeah. surprise cut last week. Surprise cut last week. Now has already signed with another team in the same division. Cornerback. Oh, Richard Sherman. Richard Sherman, twenty-five. Yep. Another great cornerback in Denver. Chris Harris Jr. Mm-hmm. Um. Let's see. What other ones? This kind of really drops off. Um. Running back in Cincinnati, not Joe Mixon. Giovanni Bernard. Giovanni Bernard. Um, I'm just going to go through the rest of the list. Uh, We've got Theo Riddick, uh, Artie Burns, Kareem Jackson, Lance Dunbar, Jimmy Ward, Xavier Howard, um, who really came on the scene this past year in Miami, had a great year at cornerback. Um, Let's see. Peyton Barber, Elijah McGuire, Peyton Thomas, Xavier Woods, Brandon Dixon. Uh, Let's get into some all-time greats. How about that? Uh, Fred Beletnikoff. That's a wide receiver uh, back in the... Did uh, he play for Oakland? Uh, why can't I see what team he played for? Yeah. He did? Yeah, he played yeah. for Oakland. Yep, thought, Oakland yeah. Raiders. Um, big guy back in the 70s. Um, and then Haven Moses, uh, Eric Davis, Mark Collins, Ryan Clark. Big guy right there. Uh, Jamal Charles. Oh, yeah. Wore uh, that in Kansas City. Um, yeah, let's cut the list there. So those are our 25s. Uh, congratulations on a quarter of 100 there. We've made it. We're still surviving. So yes, that's some sir. good stuff. All right. Ready to get into the topics? Definitely. All right. We'll start off with some free agency talk. Which non-QB free agency move will have the biggest impact next season? I'll let you start with this one. Yeah, so biggest non-free agency impact. Um, there were a lot of big signings, you know. If I had to pick one specifically, oh, man, you know, I really think you got to look. I'm going to say it's a combination of the signings by the Tennessee Titans taking those two Patriot players away. Malcolm Butler signing with them at corner fixes a, you know, probably they're, they, they had more um, needs in pass rush, but um, getting Malcolm Butler, um, yeah, they had to pay him some, some bread. He got a five-year $61 million contract. Um, that's pretty big. It is. That's a pretty big signing for him. Um, but they, they, have a, they have a solid corner. They have a top 10, top 12 cornerback in the league. He has dipped off since, you know, everyone, everyone wants to say, you know, one of the best cornerbacks in football ever since he had that um, amazing, you know, game Super Bowl winning interception. You know, that's one play out of a full year. Um, 
I know there was the big headline that he missed the Super Bowl, but that was a big signing. And then to pair that up with um, with Deion Lewis, and uh, when they signed Deion Lewis, um, you know he's kind of going to be the number two to Derrick Henry. Who I when Derrick Henry uh, when Demarco Murray got cut earlier this week, I t- uh, tweeted at Eli Jennings, you know our friend of the podcast, um, said, "Are you ready for Derrick Henry?" And Derrick Henry's going to take over the NFL, and now he's got a nice back out of the you know a nice speed change yeah, of pace guy, good receiving, and yeah, it's going to be powerful. So I'd say Tennessee, who was in the playoffs last year, just added you know. A, a, an upgrade at the running back position. DeMarco Murray was never getting it done. Derrick Henry transitions to the one. DeMar- uh, Deion Lewis becomes that change of pace back, and then getting a shutdown corner like Malcolm Butler, the Titans made some big yeah. moves. And definitely a couple solid ones. For me right now, I think uh, the Richard Sherman signing for uh, the yeah. 49ers, I think that's a big one. Mm-hmm. Uh, three years worth up to $39.5 million, and that's pretty underpaid for a quarterback, a cornerback of Sherman's caliber, especially if he can return to his form this next year, mm-hmm. coming off that injury. But, I mean... The 49ers just keep getting better. I mean, they locked up Jimmy Garoppolo. He became the highest paid before Kirk Cousins now. But, I mean, the, the 49ers just continue to trend upward in my mind. And I'm glad that they're focused on defense now because I think Jimmy Garoppolo and they can add a couple, a bit of talent in the draft and things like that. So I, I think that the 49ers made a huge move with that. Um, I think the Chiefs have overall won this offseason right now. I think that they've made a couple huge moves. And it hasn't always been through free agency, a couple trades. Mm. I mean, even the Marcus Peters trades getting rid of uh, some talent, but still that was a guy that wasn't fitting their system, and they got rid of that distraction, and they're looking good for it. I mean, that offense with Mahomes, if Mahomes produces, and I know you're really oh, you think I'm he high will, on Mahomes. I know you think he will. Great year. But with that offense with Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins, now that they just signed in free agency, Travis Kelsey, Travis Kareem Kelsey Hunt. and Kareem Hunt, and they got some firepower, and the yeah. defense isn't lacking either, especially with getting Eric Berry back. So. The Chiefs could be in a good position next year. Yeah, definitely. And first, going back to the Richard Sherman, what's great about it is is that if he doesn't have, if he doesn't come back and he's not 100% and say he's you know dropped off and he's not guaranteed and he, he isn't deserving of the rest of that contract, he's only guaranteed $7 million of that entire deal that yeah. he signed. So you can get rid of him after that first year, essentially, and kind of move on after that. Um, and then going to Kansas City, those are some solid moves. I, you know, I was a big fan of Kansas City kind of, Dumping out these old, slower guys on their defense, uh, Tamba Hali, um, Derek Johnson, getting rid of, freeing up some cap space to make moves like this. Um, I'm a little hesitant on Sammy Watkins. Since he has faced multiple injuries in Buffalo, I know he had some great flashes in Buffalo. Um, he's kind of died down a little, in my opinion, and I, I don't know, you know, his top end speed isn't there anymore. His ability to separate is not great anymore. Um, it's still good. I'm just nervous with all the money they gave him. And I mean, 16 of it or 30 of it is uh 30 million of his $48 million contract is guaranteed. So that's a lot to kind of be surrendering to a guy that, you know, he had a good year in Los Angeles, but I'd argue to say that the Rams maybe, you know, he was their third best receiver all year. I mean, the thing is with Sammy Watkins and it's always been, uh, since he's in a league, the ceiling for him has been so high. And oh, we've yeah. seen there's always been flashes, and even in L.A. we saw last year, when he got the ball, he never looked bad. He really never looked bad, but it wasn't to the potential that everybody's been seeing with him since he came out of Clemson. I mean, he, he's an elusive receive, receiver. He has good after-the-catch numbers. I mean, if he can all put it all together, and with Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey to take some of the, the pressure off him, maybe he can finally explode in Kansas City, especially with a quarterback like Mahomes. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited for Kansas City. Like I've said, you know, I love Pat Mahomes. Um, this should be a good fit 
it, at, it the, at the least, you know, at least you're going to get what you got uh, from L.A. Um, last season. Um, I'd just be wary about, you know, giving him that much money. And so let's, you know, got some uh, news coming in our way. We can just kind of be filling this in. Uh, Adam Schefter just tweeted out that uh, free agent tight end Austin Zafarian Jenkins is visiting with the Seahawks today and the Jacksonville Jaguars on Thursday. Obviously, Seattle losing Jimmy Graham. Jacksonville, Mercedes Lewis is getting a little older. And then uh, Teddy Bridgewater, his deal with the Jets has a maximum value at $15 million. Um, so they're keeping him in on a, what seems to be you know, a, a one-year prove-it kind of deal for Teddy Bridgewater. Um, and you know, I like that situation for him, too. Last thing that we've got right now that Schefter just put out, uh, safety Terrence Brooks re-signing a two-year deal to stay with the New York Jets. Yeah. I think just throughout the, the episode, just where we're at, um, kind of just be fun stuff to just throw in there. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's constantly changing right now. And yeah. I mean, the thing about Teddy Bridgewater, I like that it's only $15 million, it's up to $15 million, and yeah. if Teddy Bridgewater can come out and prove that he can still play, that's a great deal for the Jets. I exactly. mean, especially they've been looking for a franchise quarterback for a long time. I know a lot of people are rooting for Teddy Bridgewater to come back and prove. Yeah. I mean, it's a huge injury, but, I mean, he's worked hard, and I think that he deserves the shot, and New York's a good place to do it. Yeah, definitely. All right, so on to some more free agency talk. Which free agency signing is your least favorite? And I'm going to go ahead and start with this yeah. one. I hate that everything the Redskins have pretty much done. Is <laughs> no. be and it's been calculated with Paul Richardson the other day. Oh, man, yeah. I mean, $8 million a year for five years. I know that we can get out of this contract – uh, pretty easily if we want to. It's not that much guaranteed, I believe. But the thing is, we're giving this much money to a guy that really isn't proven much to me. He's only had one year where he's had over 700 yards receiving. His closest year is about 400 yards before that, and it was last year. I know they want to add another speed guy after losing to Sean Jackson, and that was a big hole in the offense last year. But Paul Richardson, I'm just not sold on. I mean, we lost Kirk, obviously. He's going to Minnesota. Yeah. We had we got Alex Smith, which is it's an all in all it's a downgrade. I know Alex Smith isn't a bad player or anything, but overall it's a downgrade mm-hmm. for to pay Alex Smith this much money when Kirk is only three million more at this point because he didn't take a huge de- it wasn't a thirty million deal that we all thought. I mean the guarantees are high, but besides that, uh, we lost Bashad Breeland to Carolina. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zach Brown, I doubt we signed him, and he was a huge part of our interior defense last year. I mean I don't know what they're doing. I really. Every year, I kind of just question myself, why am I a Redskins fan still? Because it just frustrates me so bad. But, I mean, uh, maybe we can turn around. Maybe we'll sign one or two more. But I do not like any of the moves we've made so far. Yeah, it's definitely been an interesting start to free agency, start to the offseason. Um, they seem to be wanting to go in – they want to go in a new direction, but they seem to be going in four different directions it's... that aren't pointing towards the same thing. No. Um, so that's confusing to me. A couple deals that, you know – I mean, big deals, I'm, I'm still worried about the um, Sammy Watkins deal, just with all the guaranteed money you're tying up and a guy that has, you know, injury history. Um, other guys going down the list that I think that I wasn't the biggest fan of, um, Dante Moncrief got paid, it, it's got a right now a salary of $7 million, but it can go up to $10 million for one year. I'll be honest with you, Dante Moncrief is not worth $7 million on a yearly salary, at, at minimum. Um, he's, you know had injury concerns, inconsistency. His best seasons were when he was with uh, playing with Andrew Luck. And Andrew Luck is a great quarterback that can get receivers even if they're not open. And now you're going to travel and play with Blake Bortles. Now, I don't, I don't think that's going to be a great upgrade for him by any means, and especially for a guy who can't stay healthy, who is inconsistent. I did not like that deal. 
Um, other deals that I'd have to say, I'm, I was nervous about the Allen Robinson signing just because coming off a torn ACL. Um, but what I do like about their signing is that only it, it's only guaranteed basically for, um, Oh, it doesn't even say how much is guaranteed. So, it, so I guess I am concerned about that. I thought that it said that there was only 14 million guaranteed. He signed a three year, $42 million deal. I'm nervous about that just for guys coming off of torn ACLs. I would usually in that situation like to give them maybe a one or two or, or a three-year deal with all of it guaranteed or with most of it guaranteed in year one. Kind of like a, hey, prove to me that you still have legs and then I'll you know give you that big extension. So I was kind of nervous with that. I mean, of course, you know the Paul Richardson deal was a big one and another deal that I just was blown away by is Ryan Grant to Baltimore. Four years, $29 million. Wait, wait, what did you just say? Yeah, you guys lost Ryan Grant to the Baltimore Ravens on four years, nearly $30 million. I'll be honest. I really didn't know about that one. I hadn't heard that one yeah. yet. I'm surprised. And I get all mm -hmm. the information. Wow. All right. And I'll, I'll say this about Ryan Grant. He's not a bad receiver. He really isn't. He's not going to hurt you, but he's really nothing special. He's got good hands. He's a decent possession receiver. He doesn't really have – he's not a downfield threat. He's a route runner type guy. Um. I guess Baltimore's decent fit where they get those mediocre receivers. But, right. I mean, that's that's a lot to pay a guy like that, former undrafted free agent. Exactly. And so so I guess one big thing that I think has been really interesting um, is looking at the teams who haven't spent money yet. Um, and I specifically pay attention to that because the Colts, the Colts have, have not haven't spent, spent a dime yet. Um, and what's really interesting is that uh, teams just seem to be overpaying in general. I mean, you take a look at um, – Jarek McKinnon, four years, $30 million. Uh, you take a look at um, Andrew Noel is probably deserving of the five-year, 66. He, you know, top-paid guard. Paul Richardson, overpaid in my opinion. Um, Ryan Grant, overpaid. Rashad Breeland, do you think he was worth $8 million a year? Honestly, yeah. yeah. I, I can see that, that one's, one's a fine. fair one. He's not a bad cornerback. Um, let's see. I mean, then you're getting into smaller contracts. I don't know. I just, I think that... Right when free agency starts, you see all these teams go out and make these huge contracts, and then everyone gets mad at the fan base, at the teams who don't spend any money. But what I think about that is that these teams are just patient, you know, like the Colts specifically. And I guess I'm just focusing on the Colts right now. The Colts aren't ready to make a huge leap from being, you know, a 4-12 and team to a, you know, 11-5, and 12-4 and team that's ready for the playoffs. So I don't get why you would want to overpay for guys right off the bat. Another guy I think I was overpaid, I just thought about this, Anthony Hitchens. Um, 25 years old, solid linebacker, but $25 million guaranteed, five years, $45 million. thought $9 million average salary was a little overpaid for him. He didn't really do that much in Dallas. Um, I, I just think that you're seeing some teams not make any deals. And I think that that's, you know, fan bases want to get mad and everyone wants to be, you know, active in free agency. But I think at the end of the day, your team is built more through the draft than it is free agency. And I would say to teams, if, if you're out there and you're a fan of a team that hasn't made any signings, just be patient. Um, some of these second-tier signings will be great rotation players. And maybe you have a GM that is just confident in building through the draft. Um, so that's what I'd have to say about that. I mean, the thing is, yeah, you're talking about going out and spending a ton of money on a free agent and everything. But if you're really looking to build through the draft, and you actually start getting very good players, if you got to a large contract or something that's on your roster, it's going to be hard to start signing some of the rookies that you draft. Exactly. So it's hard to sign the core players. So I mean, look at Jacksonville. Yeah. They're in a, such a tough space. I, I went on kind of a Twitter rant last night about this because, you know, they're giving, you know, they extended Marquise Lee. They brought in 
Andrew Norwell um, as the highest paid guard. They were the team that spent the most money the last two free agencies. And that's a team that has, you know, uh, Jalen Ramsey, Leonard Fournette, D.D. Westbrook had a solid year. You have young guys on your team that you are going to need to pay very soon. And you're going to need to pay them a lot of money. Yeah. Why are you tying up all this money in guys that are getting old and paying, you know, big dollars for them? I understand trying to max out your Super Bowl window, and I think that's that's their approach. Mm -hmm. But I would really just, you know, be cautious about paying all these guys when you have done a great job drafting your own talent. Mm -hmm. Um you know, let them develop because you're going to have to pay them someday and you're going to lose out on that. Look, at, look up uh, A.J. Bouye's contract for you – know, I mean, the thing is, I, I really think that Leonard Fournette is going to be the player that doesn't get re-signed when Jackson really? comes down. Really? I think that's what – I think they're – you saw how much they tried to use him last year. I think they're going to keep uptaking and they're going with this recent trend in the NFL. you got a really good running back. Get as much as you can out of him because people – Teams don't like to re-sign running backs for that long. Maybe they'll franchise tag him for a year or two. A Le'Veon Bell type situation. But mm -hmm. the thing is, I, I the trend is get as much as you can out of these young running backs and yeah. move on pretty much at this point. And I was going to go back to Allen Robinson. Um, you were talking about it's a little risky with the Bears. I like the signing because Chicago needed to add. Oh, yeah, receiver. definitely. And, I mean, the year he had in 2015, and that was just two years removed, 1,400 yards, 17.5 yards a catch. I mean, 14 touchdowns with Blake Bortles at quarterback. So, I mean, he has proven one year that he can be one of the top five, top ten receivers in the mm -hmm. NFL. And I know he had a down year the next year, and that had just as so much to do with Blake Bortles having a really big regression year as anything to do with him. So, I think that Allen Robinson, if Trubisky can progress in his second year, I think he'd be a great signing. And I really hope that he comes back from the ACL injury, like you said, He's because good, yeah. if he can't jump as much as he used to, and that used to be his main attribute, oh, yeah. he would just jump over people down the field. I, I I think I like the signing, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, it's I like the deal. I just wish that it was more. And we don't have the numbers on the guaranteed yet. I would like to see a, a one or two season. Like, let's just see how this goes. Then we'll pay you the big bucks. And and going back now, looking at AJ Bouye, he is signed through the end of the twenty twenty one season, um, making you know a cap hit of just about fifteen and a half million every year until then. That's another guy they brought in. Another guy I think I want to look at real quick. Quick is Calais Campbell. Yep. Um, I mean, they're going to have a tough time signing Ramsey again. Because Ramsey, if he continues the way he's going, he's going to become the top cornerback on the market when exactly. he hits. And that's going to cost a lot of money. And the way we're seeing, I mean, everybody seems to be raking a new record every year. Yeah. I mean, we just saw the highest paid guard, highest paid quarterback goes up every single year. Exactly. Cornerbacks are going to ask a lot of money. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be interesting with, I mean, big names like Patrick Peterson and people like that that are going to hit free agency before Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. It's going to be gonna interesting to see. Yeah. So, Calais Campbell through the 2020 season. And it's not even just Jalen Ramsey that they got to worry about. Miles Jack. Yeah. A, an amazing season for him at the linebacker position. Um, Yannick Ngakwe, you're going to have to pay him. Church. I mean, Barry Church. I know. Yeah, he's I getting he up was there a free agent. That's what I'm saying. So, he's I'm just signed. like, I understand they're, they're maximizing their Super Bowl window and I went. My whole rant basically was: if they don't win a Super Bowl, this is the most talented team that won't win it all. If they don't, and it would be like the biggest regret I think in NFL history. Like it would be the biggest disappointment if this team with this roster didn't win. It's interesting seeing they, they've spent so much money on free agency, and with the, the large quarterback class that just came out in free agency, they weren't really willing to spend or take a risk on a quarterback and free. I mean, they really need to draft one now, I really think. Because, I mean, with Blake Bortles, I mean, they they, they re-signed him and everything. But, 
like you said, the talent around him is ridiculous. And if they had a good quarterback, I don't think there was any way that the Jaguars would miss out on a Super Bowl. Honestly, I think I could see them taking a quarterback in round one. I could see them, you know, they're sitting late in the first round. Um, I think if they paired one of their early draft picks, they could get into the teens maybe That's if they, they wanted. they to do, maybe take... Oh, I would love a Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson was what I was thinking I would thinking love well. Lamar Jackson if he starts slipping because you know teams are concerned if he's a if he's a true NFL quarterback. I don't know what uh, what you think. We we, we talked I, about yeah, this. I, talked about, I like I Lamar Jackson. Lo- I'm a fan of Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I like I him. Solid. I think he'll be good. And everything that I've seen and the um, what he's participated after and how he's talked about it, I think that he's yeah. going to do well. Exactly. And I so, mean, like, I mean, a guy like Baker Mayfield and Lamar Jackson, people are going to be available at, in the teens, I think. So. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. So, I mean, if Jacksonville can do that, the way I see it playing out is Blake Bortles will play a few games. If he doesn't look good, they're going to throw Lamar Jackson in or whatever rookie they get halfway through the season. And I truly think with either of these guys, I know inexperience is a big deal, but I think that any of them – could be more talented than Bortles and get them to the Super Bowl, at least. Definitely. Cool. We got a little off topic. Yeah, there. yeah, we did. Wow. I just realized, yeah, we need to go on to the next yeah, one. Yeah, we got way off topic. Well, this one, uh, we had to talk about this one because Blake and I had a disagreement over uh, Jimmy Graham earlier in the season because Blake still thinks he's a dominant tight end, and I think that Jimmy Graham's a little past his prime. So, will Jimmy Graham dominate in Green Bay? I'll let you go first. How can he not? How can he not? I, I truly think, you know, Jimmy Graham – is a monster. You're, you're never going to get anything out of him in, in pass blocking or run blocking. You're never going to get that out of him. But what you will get is a ton of touchdowns and a ton of big plays. Um, I think since I saw since the 2013 season, he is third on the list in red zone touchdowns since 2013. I saw that statistic the other day. Um, and the other two were Green Bay players. It was Devontae Adams and Jordy Nelson. So now you bring in Jimmy Graham, who was doing it elsewhere with Aaron Rodgers. The thing with Jimmy Graham is, is that he saw this decline because he couldn't separate. His jump was a little off. He couldn't get as open as he used to be able to. What can Aaron Rodgers do? Well, look, the, all right. He, I, makes, he makes a blanketed receiver wide open because his placement on the ball is the best in NFL history. Like, I, like Aaron Rodgers, this is like a perfect fit for him. Uh, this is an amazing fit because while he is slipping down a bit, and I know you want to pull up how he ended the season last year. We talked about this off air. Um, we talked about his last four games in Seattle because you wanted to bring that up for some reason. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, they are, they're, they're a tragic poor game. But you can keep going. I'll let you finish. He has big playability. He is a huge target. And, you know, everyone was mad at Green Bay for not, um, you know, for not doing um, – a lot of free agency moves over the past five, seven years, basically in the history of their franchise. They've never gone out and brought in big stars. You know, bringing in Muhammad Wilkerson on defense, bringing in Jimmy Graham, they're finally, you know, showing that they're willing to spend some money in free agency. And I think that at least the Jimmy Graham move is the perfect fit for Green Bay. All right, all I'm going to say with this, when I was talking trash about Jimmy Graham and everything, I didn't know he was going to end up with Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> That's the thing about it. I understand the complications with Aaron Rodgers. He is... The best quarterback of the generation, talented, talent-wise, and I, I'll, I, we both said that on the show. Most talented quarterback of all time. Yeah, I think so too. Mm-hmm. So with Jimmy Graham, I, I think he still passes prime, but I think he will be very effective in Green Bay because of Aaron Rodgers. Now, the thing is, I mean, I will say, like you said, the last four games in Seattle, and he said Jimmy Graham has had the luxury of playing some very good quarterbacks in his mm-hmm. career. I mean, when he was dominating in New Orleans, he had Drew Brees in his prime. 
He had Russell Wilson in Seattle. I know it didn't work out as much because Russell Wilson's more of a creative type that likes to get a they go go around and his and Jimmy Graham isn't great at creating separation. He's more of a jump ball thrower, so it didn't work out as well as you thought. I mean, he only had 520 yards. I mean, he had the 10 TDs last year, but when it counted most, like I said, the last four games, Jimmy Graham had five catches for 47 yards and one touchdown. With Aaron Rodgers, I mean, I really don't see how he's not going to get the 10 touchdowns. I mean, they did sign Martellus Bennett last year. It didn't work out. Graham's a bit better than Martellus Bennett. I understand that, yeah. but Bennett's a, Bennett was a pretty good tight end. For was most banged of his up. He was banged up too, and they never really developed that chemistry. But I will say, Aaron Rodgers. It was interesting on Twitter. Um, someone, uh, one of I don't know which NFL analyst tweeted, but he said uh, why they would uh, get rid of Jordy Nelson and bring Jimmy Graham in, and Aaron Rodgers liked it because he's disappointed that Jordy Nelson's gone and everything. But I think Rodgers will get over when he starts throwing jump balls to Jimmy Graham, and Graham wins a couple of those. But I did see regression in Jimmy Graham, like I said last year. I mean, the hands were the biggest thing for me. Catches that I used to see Jimmy Graham make all the time, he wasn't making in Seattle. So we'll see what happens, but I have to agree. I don't really see how he's not going to find success with Aaron Rodgers. I don't really see how anybody doesn't find success. I mean, you remember, uh, who was the wide receiver? James? Was that his name? He went to Oakland. He was on Green Bay for a while. Then he went to Oakland. Then he came back. He wore the hoodie. Oh, God, what the hell is I'm name? trying to think right now. Uh, what's J- James Jones? James Jones. Yeah. James Jones. Yeah. You saw what happened with James Jones with Aaron Rodgers. He was catching hey. twelve plus touchdowns exactly. a year. Went to Oakland, did nothing. Then yeah. came back on basically no contract because he did nothing in Oakland. Then caught another twelve touchdowns. Exactly. So uh, it's gonna be a good pairing. It is. Yeah. So this is the best case scenario for both of them, I think. My only case for um, against the regression that we saw is because of um, how he was utilized in the offense. The first two seasons specifically in Seattle, he was complaining a lot that he was not getting the ball enough. Um, So just comparing the numbers, his years in New Orleans, he averaged 120 targets a season. Now when you take that to uh, his years in Seattle, he averaged, let's pull that up, he averaged 88 targets a season. So that's 30 less, 30 less targets a year. his catch percentage has remained about the same. He's been kind of up and down depending on the year, but it still remains in the mid-60s, um, low-60s. So, I mean, yes, he's getting older, but I think just the way that Seattle utilized him in the offense was never the best fit for him. And if you if you ask me, you know, Green Bay, is he going to be used more for sure? I see him to, you know, possibly get back up into the hundreds um, for targets you know, over a hundred. I mean, God, in his 2011 season, he had 150 targets. That's unreal. You know, he has, exactly. So, I mean, I think that he'll go back to that. He's got great hands, great size. I mean, Rogers will make him more open than he can get from himself. You're not wrong. And I I really, he had to go to green Bay and make me eat my wife. Because that's the only, because I (laughs) I was going to be a monster. The thing was when I was talking about it was, I didn't think he was a playmaker to overcome a bad quarterback anymore. That's what I was saying. And then he got the best quarterback. So he will probably have an effective year in Green Bay. And I see it. But the thing is, I mean, Green Bay has really never utilized a tight end position that well. I mean, I don't think they've ever had one like him. They've really never had one like him. So it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, I don't think Rodgers is going to particularly force the ball, but that's what they tried to get Russell to do in the beginning, and it didn't work out. So we'll see what happens with that. I mean, think about this. This is probably the second-best quarterback-tight end combination in the NFL. I mean, behind Gronkowski and Brady, I can't think of another duo that I would take right now over Rodgers and Graham. I mean, 
You look at the other top tight ends, Travis Kelsey has Pat Mahomes as much as I would love to see that, you know, blow up right away and be, that be amazing. Um, you know, he, uh, I just completely lost my train of thought. Right? He's young. <laughs> He's young. So you, you can't be sure that the success is going to be there. Rogers, best quarterback, most talented quarterback in the league. Jimmy Graham, a top tight end. This is one of the, it's got to be the second best duo in the league. Well, that's what I'm thinking. Well, we haven't seen the Smith to Reed connection yet, so we can't yeah. really. Hey, you say golly. Well, well if Reed is right. on the field, <laughs> if Reed is on the field, exactly. The it's Dalton the Reed the connection. Oh the my Dalton. god. Yeah, well, we haven't seen that in a while. Mariota to Walker. Walker. And I'd honestly, still that's a, I know. I would still take still Rogers take because Rogers. of Rogers. Way playing. above Marcus right. Mariota. Yeah, it's not. But Delaney Walker, he's one of my favorite tight ends. He's I've said so many times. I think he's a really good guy. We haven't really seen much of the Andrew Luck and Jack Doyle one yet. We'll get to see that that's, next season. That's more of a comical one in my <laughs> mind. Because Andrew Luck's a very good quarterback. Then you got Jack Doyle out there that's kind of like... Pro Bowl Jack Doyle. Yeah, he puts some respect Jack on his name. I don't name. know. He's just one of those guys that gets the job done and it's kind of funny that he gets a job done. Right. But he still does it, so yeah. I can't make fun of him that way. You already got the Jack I Doyle the profile up. up right here. It's funny. Coming off 700-yard season. Mm-hmm. Solid guy right there. I'll miss that Colby Fleener, uh, Andrew Luck combination. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Colby I remember Fleener, that. Wayne Allen for a while. Mm-hmm. Lost a lot of tight ends. Colby Fleener is the only guy that I could ever see that had like a 130-yard game against the Redskins with two touchdowns and dropped like two wide-open touchdown passes. Yeah. That one like 50-yarder, oh, that's off track. And <laughs> honestly, the, I mean, thinking about, I thought, I really thought that Jimmy Graham was going back to New Orleans. And now looking at New Orleans, they need help at the tight end position because they brought in Colby Fleener and he has been inconsistent. He's been hurt. They are not getting what they need out of him. And I thought that they were going to get Graham, but, yeah. you know, they lose out on him. They need to find a tight end. Yeah, I think anybody could have seen that Colby Fleener was going to be not much without luck. Yeah, exactly. Stanford roommates. Yeah. yeah I mean, that was the reason <laughs> why Colby Fleener was. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, I guess we'll go on to our next topic, and this is a huge one. Kirk Cousins has finally landed somewhere, and it's in Minnesota. And he got a big contract, three years, $84 million, but fully guaranteed, and that's a huge point. I know you were, we were talking about the other day. You want to take this one first? Yeah, I mean, this deal is going to change the landscape of the NFL. It, it really is, and I, I thank God that, you know, he took this deal. I'm, you know, maybe there was, you know, more guaranteed in, in New York, or maybe, you know. Maybe the Cardinals in Denver, I heard. Cardinals Cardinals offered Denver. him more money, but not guaranteed. Exactly, and so that's, you know, that's the thing that I, I'm so, I, the rest of the NFL needs to thank um, Kirk Cousins, because he's going to start a trend now that the, is finally in the players' favor. All these contract and legality always favor the owners and management. You know, the fifth-year option on rookie deals, um, the, you know, not guaranteeing money. It, it, that all favors to uh, management, to the owners. But now this is finally, you know, a, a, a change in the NFL that is beneficial to the players because any next quarterback that comes up with a new contract, Russell Wilson, Matt Ryan, Aaron Rodgers, the lowest they are going to ask for is, is everything needs to be guaranteed. That's the new baseline for quarterback free uh, free agents is that you are going to guarantee every dime of my contract. And it's not even just going to be those top three guys. It's going to be some of the middle tier guys. It's like, hey, no, I'm not taking a deal unless it's fully guaranteed. And so you're really about to see a change in the NFL, and they all need to thank Kirk Cousins for it. Yeah, you definitely think that. And the thing is, I mean, Kirk, should, he took this deal. He's going to get three years guaranteed and everything. And by the time his next contract comes around... I mean, the quarterback bar is just going to be that much higher, exactly. and he'll still be in his prime with a three-year deal. And he can either stay with Minnesota, or he can go wherever he wants and come back to the Redskins, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, I doubt that part. 
But the thing is, and he gets to play for the Vikings, who made it to the NFC Championship last year. Has Adam Thielen, Kyle right. Rudolph, oh my God. Uh, Stephon Diggs, Dalvin Cook, Dalvin behind, Cook him. behind him. They have plenty of talent on oh, that no, offense. Really? It's an offense similar to the Redskins that relies on bootlegs, play action, things like that. Great. It's the perfect situation for Kirk in Minnesota. And I think he's super happy to do it. And as much as it pains me to see him away from the Redskins, I'm glad he got a good deal. Uh, he was nothing but great for the organization. Yeah. I think the, the Redskins screwed it up. It wasn't Kirk's fault. So I hope he does as well as he can in Minnesota, and they should be back to the NFC Championship game next year. Oh, with all the talent, the definitely. defense is still in its prime too. So yeah. he's got a great situation there going in Minnesota. Yeah, definitely. And and just thinking, you know, comparing to where he was in Washington, upgraded the receiving core. I mean, he hasn't had this receiver since, you know, Deshaun Jackson-Pierre Garçon combination. Um, he's going to have a tight end who has remained healthy through the most yeah. of his career, Kyle Rudolph. Very good tight end. And the best running game since Alfred Morris. I mean, so Dalvin Cook, Dalvin Cook was exploding before he tore his ACL. Like, he was. He was legit guy at the running back position. Um, and, you know, hopefully he can return to form yeah. again after. You know, that's, that's a devastating injury. But, I mean, great offensive line, good offensive system. Yeah, the thing was, I mean, even without Dalvin Cook, the running game was still great. I know they had McKinnon. Yep. They just lost McKinnon, but Latavius Murray is still there. Solid. They still have a good backup. And they, that team showed all year that they can get over injuries. Yeah. I mean, you saw what happened with the quarterback situation. And it's funny, we talked about it. The quarterback situation was so weird for Minnesota. I never thought that Kirk would end up going there. <laughs> I mean, they had three starting caliber quarterbacks. Yeah. And, I mean, the NFL lost is so unpredictable. lost all three. And they got a better yeah. quarterback than all of them. Mm-hmm. So, it's really interesting to see. And, I thought the Vikings were going to have a down year next year, but adding Kirk immediately boosts them right back up, in my opinion. Yeah, definitely. And and the only thing that worries me is that now, kind of like I saw with Jacksonville, they've got a very tight window to, to, to win a Super Bowl. They do. Because you have young guys on your team as well. You've got two young receivers. You've got a running back that you're going to have to pay eventually. You've got, you know, um, on the defensive line, they've got young guys. In the front seven, uh, who's their top corner? Uh, Xavier Rhodes, Rhodes. you're yeah. gonna have to pay him again eventually. You know, guaranteeing Harrison Smith. Yeah, Harrison Smith. You you got some guys that you're gonna have to pay. It kind of worries me. There's a bunch a of ton guys. Of guys. Yeah. It, a ton. And then you know the biggest problem why they didn't make it to the Super Bowl. They didn't have depth. Yeah. And if you don't have money, you can't add that depth. Um, I'm sure they're gonna look to the draft to do that, especially to build depth in the front seven on their defense. But I'm just, I love the deal. It's gonna yeah. change the landscape of the NFL. They need to win a Super Bowl yeah. in would these you, three years. Would you say it's the three? I was about to say a three-year window. Kirk's contract three is about their window. window. It's kind of funny. It's like we're going all in on these three years, bringing us the Super Bowl and that. And then what if you won that? And then he's like, I want to go to the next team to win another Super Bowl. Yeah. The next great situation for him, or anything like that. Honestly, but I mean, honestly, Kirk, the way I know as a person and everything, if he loves his time in Minnesota, they offer him the right deal the next time around. I feel like he's more than willing to negotiate with them. Definitely, especially after he got all this money. And so yeah. those two teams, Jacksonville and Minnesota, you got you got three to four years maximum to win yeah. a Super Bowl. You really got to get this thing done and not screw it up. You got to put the right pieces in place. Make the right moves. Get Blake Bortles out of your starting lineup, for God's sake, and you'll really be there. Need to adding the Jacksonville Jaguars after every podcast so they can hear that yeah, Blake is right. really upset. That oh Blake God, Bortles they, is still they there. keep screwing this thing up. Uh, other signing, uh, Patriots actually were able to bring back a player. Um, they agreed to a multi-year contract with Rex Burkhead. Um, oh, so after losing Dion Lewis, um, still having James White under contract, they're able to bring back Burkhead. I mean, talk about the Patriots, man. They lost everyone. They're, it they're smiling. It matters. it matters. It matters. You lose your left tackle, your number one corner, you know, your best running back, your top 
three receiver and Danny Amendola. All right, I'll say this. I it think that's a lot. To I me. understand that, but we've seen this. We've seen the show with the Patriots before. I know that Brady's getting up there in age now, so that's yeah. one thing that you he can't. Your best lineman. I understand that you lost your best lineman. Yeah. If they can find someone else, they usually do. They find somebody that nobody expected them to get or things like that. I mean, when Deion Lewis first came to the Patriots, nobody knew who Deion Lewis was. So would it surprise me if they go out, get a free agent nobody's ever heard of? He's effective at the running back position. Exactly. And Burkhead, when he was healthy, he was very effective for the Patriots. I mean, pass yeah. catching and everything Definitely. like that. So if he can stay healthy, that's a big plus. And they still have, that offense still has Brandon Cooks, Julian Edelman coming back, Rob Gronkowski. That's three with Brady enough. That, I'm not worried about the offense that much. Malcolm Butler, on the other hand, that will be a pretty big loss, I oh, think. Oh, yeah, huge one. It was. And especially, you know, I mean, what was their biggest problem? And they haven't made any signings. It's not like they've brought any guys in. Burkhead is like, and Nate Ebner, they re-signed. But, you know, those are two guys that they've made in free agency. And they lose their number one corner. They had terrible depth in the front seven. They haven't improved that yet. Their two safeties are getting up there in age. Um, you just still have stuff on Gilmore, which is nice. Um but then you lose your best offensive lineman. And best offensive lineman by a mile, in my opinion. That Patriots offensive line was not impressive. They lose their best guy there. Lose their best running back. The skill positions are nice. But I would be worried if... I I truly... Looking at this roster now, unless they're able to make convince some guys to take cheaper deals to come in because their caps are kind of messed up, I would be surprised if they made it to the Super Bowl next year. Yeah, I mean, I would be surprised right now, too, with the roster, but... I, I would be surprised we, if they there's don't There's a lot make, of time. That's what I'm saying. I would be surprised if they don't make moves to make you go, okay, they're fine. Mm -hmm. Something like that. That's what I think. Uh, another announcement. Um, after the Dolphins released Nadamakung Sue earlier today, they're releasing tight end Julius Thomas. So mm -hmm. Thomas has kind of bounced around since his Denver days and is now a free agent. Um, oh, my ex-favorite fantasy tight end. Right? He was yeah. great with uh, Peyton Manning. And that's why. Went to Jacksonville, never got it done. Went to Dolphins, didn't get it done. Now a free agent. Um... He was just raw talent. He was always raw talent. And with yeah. Peyton Manning, it was just a difference. It was Peyton Manning that exactly. made Julius Thomas the way he was. Not saying that Julius Thomas is a great athlete, because he is. And he had those abilities. But without a solid quarterback, Julius Thomas really, I, he's not. He's one of those guys that can't get it done without it. Yeah. So I, I bet somebody will pick him up if he'll take a decent contract. Mm -hmm. And he can have success. He will if you put him in the right situation. But he's not an elite tight end. So on to our final subject today. And I've been excited to talk about this one. Are the Browns playoff mm. contenders if they draft right? Going 0-16 last year, they've made a couple big moves in free agency the past week. Uh, they have talent on that team. They just signed Tyrod Taylor and Jarvis Landry, a 1-2 combo that a lot of people like, including myself. What do you think, Blake? I like what they're doing. I um, you know, you get – so they looking at positions they were set on, they had a, a decent offensive line, but then they brought in another young guard – um, in from where did he come from? Let's find that out. I'm sorry. So you bring in. Da 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 da. Well, Blake's I'm wasting my time. It's all good. Well, Blake's looking for that. I want to talk about. I mean, Jarvis Landry. I think is a perfect addition to the wide receiver trio they have right now. Josh Gordon, Corey Coleman, Jarvis Landry's one of the best. He, I think he is the top slot, purely slot yep. receiver in the NFL. No, he is. he is. I mean, he catches so many balls. He's great after the catch. Great in the middle of the I field. I mean, he's a great player, and I love that he went to the Browns with Tyrod, because Tyrod is, he's not going to hurt you, and that's what the Browns needed. Someone that could distribute the ball, isn't going to hurt him with turnovers, can create a couple plays himself, and I know a lot of people aren't really sold on Tyrod, but I've always been kind of a fan of him, and I yeah. think that 
he's a good bridge quarterback for another quarterback that the Browns need to draft. So, exactly. And the guy I was looking for, Chris Hubbard, 26-year-old guard from Pittsburgh, got a five-year deal. That improves their offensive line. They did lose the great Joe Thomas to retirement. Which is disappointing. I really wish he had stuck around. Right? Because they're if becoming better. This one year, I think they're uh, it would have so been his best better. season. It um, bring in Carlos Hyde as a running back. You know, I've never been the biggest um, Carlos Hyde fan, but, you know, he's doing all right. Um Terrence Mitchell, Chris Smith, Darren Fells, Donald Stevenson are their other offensive um, or offseason moves so far. But I, I love how their offense is taking form. Um, like I said, Coleman, Gordon on the outside, uh, Jarvis Landry at slot, tight end in Joku, yep. Carlos Hyde in the backfield with uh, Duke Johnson. Yep. Um, and then on the defense, you know. They're still making improvements there. Uh, they traded for Sam Shields from Green Bay recently. Garrett Collins. Yeah. You got, you got plenty of talent. And I'm saying if they draft right, which they need to do, and if they can get Saquon Barkley is the thing. I know that they have Carlos Hyde, but still getting Saquon Barkley, that should overrule everything. I mean, the Browns right now have a roster that could be second best in that division. Could. No, I could. think that they will. I think that the way things play out, they will finish ahead of the Bengals and the Ravens by the end of next season. The Ravens, more you know, seasons after you know, as pi- seasons pile along, the Ravens aren't the best well-run organization. They miss on a ton of free agents, let a guys walk that they shouldn't, pay some guys that they shouldn't, and the Bengals. I don't like Andy Dalton at quarterback, and you know that that is important. Um, having a good quarterback, they've got talent all over the roster, young talent, and this team definitely could boost up. Um, Joe Mixon is great. AJ Green, top receiver, um, defensive drafted right the past few years, um, but the Browns definitely have the potential of being the second best team in the AFC North by the end of next season. Yeah, I mean you're you're not wrong about that. The Ravens have seemed to just, they seem to, they've been stagnant the past like four years just kind of they're not great they're not bad they're not good I don't know really what what they are and in all honesty this is Jackson needs to win at least six mm-hmm. games at least six games this year oh or, yeah Hugh Jackson that's what I'm talking about yeah. the excuses are up you have the talent now and especially if you get a couple of good players I'm thinking Saquon Barkley and if they don't want to get a quarter they want don't want to go quarterback with that fourth pick or if they trade down or something Chubb or Fitzpatrick if they're still there yeah. add to that defense some guys well. Denzel Ward, cornerback from Ohio State. There's plenty of players. And I think the Browns are just a few pieces away. And I don't think it's going to be this year that they make their giant run. But I think the next year, they're going to be they're going to be a playoff contender. I really do. Yeah. And, I mean, they could contend with the playoffs this year if, they, if the pieces are right. Because I think Tyrod can play better than what people are thinking. Tyrod was in the playoffs play. last That's year. That's what I'm saying. He can, he can do it. So, with an organization that yeah. didn't trust him. They didn't like exactly. Tyrod in Buffalo. And they you know limited his potential. Yeah. Truly think we're going to see a better season from Tyrod and especially the Browns. And the biggest attribute that I love about Tyrod that's perfect for the Browns is the lack of turnovers. And that is so important with the Browns because they have just had so many turnover machines. Yeah. So many. Yeah, definitely. Put Tyrod with Josh Gordon. If Josh Gordon can return to his actual dominant self, we saw flashes of it this last year. Corey Coleman's a good solid receiver in charge. I just... I'm excited about the Browns. And I can't, like, I can't hide it. I mean, going 16 to the talent this year... I really hope that they turn around. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's about it for this week, right? Sounds good. Anything yeah. else to add? Uh, no. Um, uh, you know, follow us, uh, Pure Sports NFL at Gold to Go Podcast. Um, you know, check out PureSportsNetwork.com. 
uh, check out our articles. Um, if you're interested in joining the staff as a writer, uh, you can email us at puresportsnfl at gmail.com. Um, that's all I got. That's the that's the social plug right now. Oh, yeah, we're sorry for missing last week, guys. I know you were oh, really yeah. sad. You didn't see a goal-to-go episode last week, but glad to be back this week and talking mm. some more NFL. Of course, as all always. Right. We'll catch you later, guys. Yep, take care.